This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And we are here on Let Your Voice Be Heard. Alyssa just got into a fist fight with her with microphone. Mic. And guess who's not here? Selena's not here. Selena's not here, which means we can talk about alcohol and booze She's and in Paris. Yeah, right? She's in Paris. Meanwhile, when we want to take a, a Sunday off because we have things to do, she goes, no, you can't miss a show. Selena's in Paris. This is not even a part of her summer vacation tour. She's in Paris right now, hanging out with a French guy named Garçon, eating cheese, and probably pronouncing she's, French words badly. She's pulling a Jay-Z, huh? Yeah, right? <laughs> but anyways, guys, if you are just tuning in, this is Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, The Voice of Harlem. If you're on Ustream, you're looking at me in my I Am Culture hoodie. That is a cool hoodie, I know, and you cannot have it because it is mine. And we have a huge show prepared for you for this Sunday. And if you have never tuned into the show before, I don't know what to tell you because I don't feel like explaining what we do <laughs> that's way too much work but well, I'm here i think with. what we do is we talk about politics social issues current events all kinds of stuff that you know we feel is relevant to need to talk about and uh, today we actually have a really great show coming up because we're going to be talking about an issue that uh, is never been talked about on this show before which is the issue of bathrooms peeing so peeing peeing and yes. where you pee and where you should be allowed to pee preferably i like to pee on trees um, and uh, the differences in, in, you know, where you can pee depending on where you live. Wait, what? I know. What? It sounds crazy. That doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, and like you said, like, are we really talking about bathrooms? Yeah. But apparently we are because it's a real issue. Yes. Um, and so we also, we're also going to be talking about voting and whether you should have to vote. So I don't think people should be forced to vote because people are stupid. And if forced to vote, they may vote for... I don't know, Sonic the Hedgehog as president of the United States. And I love Sonic as a video game, but I just don't believe in his socialist views, so I can't support that. But anyways, guys, did we introduce ourselves? I am Stanley Fritz, your favorite engineer on the PC ones and twos. You can follow me on Twitter at Stan Fritz or on Instagram at DarkSkinSwindle or on Facebook at Do Not Add Me. I don't want to be your friend. And this is Alyssa. Go ahead. <laughs> and I'm Alyssa Fuchs, uh, and you can find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Alyssa Fuchs with an I or on Twitter at Alyssa Fuchs or at Paul Preposterous or Facebook.com slash Politically Preposterous for the fan page. Oh, and we forgot to mention that mm-hmm. on top of the fact uh, that we're doing talking about bathrooms and yeah. voting, we're also going to be talking about the death penalty and about a proposal in Utah to reinstate the firing squad. What? Um, yeah. So here's my, here's my thing about the death penalty. No. No. I don't understand how we can live in a country where people claim to be so religious and I love God and Jesus and God is the only one who can answer things. And then these same people try to play God. Well, you know, that's an interesting issue, and it's not going to be the focus of the quickie today because I'm going to speak specifically about the firing squad. And it's actually something that the governor mentioned when he was asked whether or not he would, uh, you know, be signing the law. And he told reporters the debate is really, and this is a quote, the debate is really more than just the firing squad. It should um, it's should we have capital punishment or not. But that's yeah. not really the debate that I'm going to be discussing today. We've definitely had that discussion before. Yeah. Um, and we could have that discussion again many times uh, over and over. And people have strong feelings on both sides of that debate. Uh, but the other thing that I should mention, which I was going to wait to bring up, but mm-hmm. since we, uh, you know, you said you don't think that we should mandate, uh, you know, we should have to mandatory vote. And I tend to agree with that. But if I told you that when there is mandatory voting, um, it disproportionately helps the left wing of the two major parties and shifts the vote from the center to the left of center, does that change your mind? No, because people are stupid. And we also have this thing called freedom here. 
And that counts for everything, unless you're black or gay or a well, woman. Well, just to play devil, I agree with you, but just to play devil's advocate, you have freedom here, but that doesn't stop the government from making us do other compulsory things like paying taxes or, or health buying health insurance. Hold on, hold on. Or, say, say this good stuff for the second, actually. We, know, we are wasting our thoughts, guys. So, anyways, if you want to call in to give questions or comments or curse at us and tell us we suck, well, you can't call in if you want to curse. But, you know, tell us we suck. The number is 212-650-6903. Again, that is 212 212-650- Five zero six nine zero three, and I would very much rather, when the show is over, go home, and what I want to do is I want to watch the Mets game. The Mets are playing today. What today? Yeah, of course they're playing. It's spring training. Yeah, no. So no, I think I Matt Harvey's pitching today against the Yankees. Actually, oh, I didn't know the Mets were playing the Yankees today. That's yeah. a pretty good game. Yeah, and then Matt Harvey's pitching, first of all. Well, you know, actually, while we have a few minutes before Mm -hmm. we go into our first segment, so Stanley and I were having a conversation the other day on the phone about sports and about risk based on the fact that a football player, young football player, quit after his rookie season. And I was watching Bill Maher yesterday, the Friday episode of Bill Maher, and he had Bob Costas on, who's a sports announcer, and they were actually discussing the same exact thing that you and I were talking about, about how all sports have risks, but is the risk disproportionately great when it comes to football and about whether or not we should allow children to play tackle football, about whether or not we should um, idolize people who play football. And they actually discuss the differences, but some same conversation you and I were having between the fact that in all sports there's a risk, but in football it's the the risk is not incidental. The risk is intentional. Yeah, the risk is going going to happen. You actually look forward to seeing someone get the crap knocked out of them in football. And no matter what you do to make the game safer, it's still a game in which your job is to like tackle someone to the ground, right, so and, that they and, cannot get to the end zone. So it was interesting that you and I had had that discussion, and um, and then it was uh, Bob Costas was having that discussion, and it is an interesting discussion that people should have. I don't know, but yo, there's so much stuff I want to talk about. I'm trying to save it into the news roundup, but we, hmm, just wait. I got Batman, I got Raven Simone, I got Bill O'Reilly, I got. I don't B- know about any of those things. You don't know about any? Of, oh my God, yes. There's so many things we got to talk about, and Selena's not here either, so we can talk about whatever we want. That's the best part about this show. When I, you have two filthy alcoholic liberals on a show by ourselves, do you know? What we do, we drink. Uh, we, we are, drink. yeah. You're gonna get us kicked off the show. <laughs> no, we are not drinking. <laughs> Stanley just thinks we're drinking in his head. He's he's fantasizing about the brunch that he's going to have. Yeah, I want to go to Bottomless Brunch. I haven't been to Bottomless Brunch in a month. I went to Bottomless Brunch two weekends ago mm-hmm. on in the West Village um, at a place called Cuba. Cuba. Yeah, and it was really really like, good. Is it like Cuban food. Yeah, it's Cuban food. Okay, I and um, it was Bottomless Brunch for an hour and a half, and uh-huh. we were just like Cabarina, oh Cabarina, Cabarina. Cabarina, Cabarina. You know, speaking of Cubans, I heard that Ted Cruz is going <laughs> to announce that he's going to be running for president. And I got Wait, so he I can got run, right? Yeah, he can run. And so this is the fight that I got in this morning on my Facebook page, yeah. which is his mother was born in Delaware, just like the president's mother was oh. born in Hawaii. So just like the president is a natural born citizen under the law and could run for president, Ted Cruz is also a natural born citizen under the law and can run for president. And I'm so sick of hearing liberals say this like talking point. Now, it's one thing if you're saying is that a, as it as a joke to kind of mock the Tea Party and yeah. mock the birthers, but some liberals are saying it like really serious and actually this is even worse because when I tell them the facts, yeah. people unlike my page because they don't, apparently <laughs> liberals also have a problem with the facts. So I've now had three people who I think 
have probably unliked my page because yeah. they were not happy with the fact that I told him, I sh- you know, I shoot from the hip. I give you the facts. Well, I thought he was born in Canada. Didn't he renounce his Canadian citizenship? No, he was born in Canada, but that's the, um, so under the quick legal thing, which yeah. is under um, what is considered a natural born citizen. You have yeah. to be a natural born citizen to run for president, mm-hmm. but that includes any um, anybody who has at least one parent that was born in America, even if the person was born on foreign soil. Oh. The reason for this is we have military members and politicians and ambassadors that are stationed with their families all over the world, and some. Sometimes somebody can give birth. Like, actually, John McCain was born in Panama. Yeah, Because his dad true. and his parents were down there working on the Panama Canal, contracted by the U.S. Wasn't so, Mitt Romney born in Mexico? Um, I don't know if he was actually born in Mexico, but I know his father. Or was in one, Mexico for yeah, so yeah. as long as you have one parent, at least, it doesn't even have to be both of your parents. If yeah. one of your parents is an American citizen that was that was born here, uh, then you can run for president. You're eligible. Oh, What's the big deal with Obama? All right. Uh, You know what the answer to that is. (laughs) The blackity black black. All right, guys. So we're going on a quick break. When we get back, we'll be talking about the right to pee. Do you have a right to pee? Well, not if you think you have rights because you don't. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. She going hard, right? She loves spotlight. We well, are back on Let Your well Voice now. Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, The Voice of Harlem. Let me be clear that women do not run the world. You know who runs the world? Me. Okay, if you say so. Do not debate me. Don't debate me. I'm always right. Guys, we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, The Voice of Harlem. In case you are wondering who you are in the studio with, it is me, Stanley Fritz, and Alyssa, Alyssa Fuchs. And we are holding it down because Selena is in Paris and Jackie got deported. So... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Can, I don't think Jackie can be deported. I, I, I think she's also a natural-born citizen. I don't, Last time I, I don't know, because she lives in Queens, and we all know Queens is not American. Right. Well, you know, Queens is the most diverse place in the whole entire country. I don't agree with diversity. I think diversity is evil, so I don't even <laughs> Diversity <want> sucks. <laughs> yes, it does. Speaking of people who don't like diversity or things that are different, there are some legislators in different parts of the U.S. who have been passing this, who have been trying to pass this bill that would force people to go to the bathroom that they were, um, that, that applies to the gender they were born in, they were born with. So now, um, for those of you who are scratching your heads like, well, what's the big deal about that? This bill alienates a huge group of Americans who have rights just like us, who maybe they were born as male, but they they do not identify as male anymore. And maybe they don't even look like a man anymore, and vice versa. So this is the trans community who is now being forced with these laws to go to bathrooms that they do not identify with. And with that, there's a new campaign that spurred from it called We Just Need to Pee. And it's people who are going into bathrooms that they're being told they have to go to because it matches the gender they were born with and taking selfies. So you'll see someone who identifies as a woman and, you know, has very feminine features and they're in a men's room and you can tell it's a very uncomfortable situation. It's more than just uncomfortable. It could lead to a situation where people could be sexually assaulted yes. in the bathroom. In fact, um, part of the uh, campaign and you'll see if you saw the Al Jazeera article um, on this and there's been a lot of other articles on this issue as well um, but a lot of the tweets from trans people who are in other bathrooms were saying, like, I have this choice between either going into the wrong bathroom, uh, wrong, quote-unquote, obviously, and breaking the law, um, or I go into the, quote-unquote, right bathroom and I risk being raped or assaulted, etc. So it's really a big issue. And get this, though, because the officials are saying that they're passing this law to protect people. Who the hell are you protecting? Uh, You know, I don't know. I really have no idea. So let me tell you a little bit about these laws. So there's four states that are proposing these laws. That's Minnesota, who is the state where our guest Michael used 
Hughes is from, um, and he's going to be on in just a little while, Kentucky, Florida, Texas, are considering oh. laws, yeah, are you surprised, that would require trans people to use the male or female bathroom based on the sex that they were assigned at birth, not the gender that they outwardly look like or identify as. If lawmakers in these four states were have their way, transgender people would be breaking the law when they use the bathroom of their choice because the laws would make it illegal for an individual of one biological sex to enter a single-sex restroom or a changing room designated for the opposite sex, even if the individual looks like and identifies as a person who belongs there, which is essentially like a papers, please kind of law. Show your show your papers yeah. before you go in the bathroom. Uh, so let me give you a little more about that. In Minnesota, on March 6th, the Republican Party introduced a bill to, quote, unquote, quote, unquote, protect and provide for the privacy and safety of all students enrolled in public schools and maintain order and dignity in restroom, locker rooms, changing rooms, showers, and other facilities where students may be in various states of undress in the presence of others. The Texas bill states that a person who enters a public restroom, shower, or changing room for the sex different from the gender established by the individual's chromosomes faces a misdemeanor, a crime, punishable what? by up to a year in jail and a fine of $4,000. For taking crap in her own um, bathroom? Right. And if that person repeats uses the quote-unquote wrong bathroom, they would be charged with a felony punishable by up to 180 days in prison and a fine of up to $10,000. In Florida, the bill applies to both public facilities and workplaces and says that gender is defined as biological sex, either male or female at birth, and those who enter a bathroom designed for the opposite gender face a misdemeanor, also a crime, with up to a year in prison and a fine of $1,000. And the Kentucky bill only applies to school facilities, but it's you know says that transgender students whose parents or legal guardian provide written consent to school officials will be provided accommodations, read gender-neutral bathrooms. However, that should, accommodation shall not include the use of the uh, locker room or restroom that is appropriate. Um, and the bill was recently changed. It now um, took out the section that says that there's going to be a punishment for the student, but it says that the school could be fined up to $2,500 if a transgender student uses the quote-unquote wrong bathroom. Wait, the, wait, a student could be fined? No, no, the school could be fined. Oh. Now, you compare that to what the law is here in New York City, and actually, it's the complete opposite. In New York City, we have what's known as a free-to-pee law. The New York City Commission on Human Rights says that these acts that the, these four states are proposing um, would be gender identity discrimination under New York City law and stopping you from using a restroom or other sex segregated facility that matches your gender identity or asking you to provide ID to prove your gender in order to use a restroom would actually violate New York City law. So that's the opposite end of the spectrum. You know, On that note... It's it's such like not a big deal for people to use like opposite bathrooms in New York. It always blows my mind when people make it an issue somewhere else. But then again, it's Texas, and if they could have it their way, slavery would be legal, and and all Spanish people would not be there because you know it's Texas. But anyways, to help us make sense of this of this legislation and the people who are being affected by it, we have Michael Hughes on, on the line. He is a husband, a parent to four grown children, and a brother. He is also a blogger, writer, aspiring author, and activist. Michael currently lives in Rochester, Minnesota, and he originally hails from Houston, Texas. I'm sorry, you're from Texas. You probably like it there, so you can make fun of me when you come on here. And he transitioned almost 20 years ago. He is currently working on a book that he hopes will be finished by the fall. And when you finish that book, I'll be the first one to give you my money for that book. Michael, thank you so much for tuning in to Let Your Voice Be Heard and talking to us. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So, Michael, very important question. I ask all of our guests this because we want to make sure we know where they're coming from. So the way you answer this question will dictate how I feel about every single human being in Texas and Minnesota. Are you prepared? <laughs> I think so, yeah. What do you drink with your brunch? What do I, I drink coffee all day long. Wait, is there alcohol in the coffee? 
occasionally there is on Sundays especially. Oh, you're my boy, Michael. You see that? That's, like you know, that there's nothing that gets me better than having a little bit of booze in your coffee on a Sunday before noon. Right. Well, at least in New York, it's noon because you yeah. not you can't buy alcohol before noon. Because Jesus. Right, because Jesus. <laughs> because Jesus. Which is apparently the same reason why you can't use the bathroom that you want to use. Because he, what? I well, you know, that's, that's where these laws are coming from, I have a feeling, from I'm, push from the religious right to pass I, these types of laws. So let me, let me be clear. I've read the Old Testament from cover to cover. I've read the New Testament from cover to cover. I've even read the Matrix script from cover to cover. Nowhere in any of those books does it say, thou shall not use bathroom that thou <laughs> wasn't. I don't. Oh, God. All right. My, Michael, help us, please. I don't know what to do anymore. So. You are the smart one on on the show over here. Well, Alyssa, uh, that's, that's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa is possibly hungover, and we all know I am. No, I'm not hungover sure. this time. Congratulations. So give us some background on this legislation in Minnesota where you are currently living. So in Minnesota, it is directed primarily at the high school level. Um, it's uh, Senate File 1543, and they're looking to take local control away from schools um, You know that otherwise want to be safe, supportive, and inclusive. Um, so this primarily affects, you know, what they consider cross-gender sports activities. You know, they don't want a, a young trans woman um, who was born biologically male to play on the girls' basketball team, things like that. And then it also applies to school bathrooms and any other segregated facilities. So, so mostly school bathrooms in Minnesota, correct? Correct. How are they going to enforce this? So if you, so say I identify as a, as a woman and right. I go use a women's bathroom. If I if I if I look exactly like a woman, how would they be able to know in the first place? Are they, well, like- the scary thing for me with the with the school bathroom issue is, you know, typically unless you're a brand new student day one at school, you know, if you show up at school and you're brand new and no one knows you, uh, you may be okay. But typically, kids, you know, that are transitioning in school or transitioning amongst their peers. So, you know, everyone knows um, transitioning. And when you look at the suicide rates, I mean, 47% of trans people attempt suicide. Um, bullying, as we all know, is, you know, a, a huge issue. Um, so for me, this just begs for more of that. Um, and, you know, who knows what would happen with that 47%, you know, when we start ostracizing these youth, you know, at the bathroom level. Um, that's what's scary for me. It's scarier for me the states that are attacking high school kids. Um, even in states that are attacking the broader trans community, it, it's 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 just ridiculous, and it it really makes you question what these people's priorities are. So, guys, if you're listening and you want to call in with a question, concern, or just want to breathe deeply onto the phone, which I suggest you do not do, the number is two one two six five zero six nine zero three. Again, that is two one two six five zero six nine zero three. Or you can tweet us at beheard underscore radio. But you cannot curse. Do not curse. Unless you're on Twitter, you can curse all you want. I love curse words. Let's do this. So we're talking about this law. They're trying to do it in high schools and, and the schools in particular. And what, what I'm what I'm having trouble understanding is what exactly or who exactly are they trying to protect with this law? Because it, that's what they're saying it is. They're trying to protect right. people. Yeah. So, you know, they're, trans people have been using the, the bathroom appropriate for their gender identification for years. Um, so this is just an alarmist tactic. Um, it's just an a, a attack on the trans community because they're, they're fighting a problem that hasn't happened. You know, this is an issue that we don't have. There's not been an issue of trans people attacking people in bathrooms. Um, so that, to me, is what's most insidious about this whole thing. They're getting everyone all alarmed, you know, that trans women are, are looking to rape and molest and do all these horrible things to women and girls in the bathrooms. And, 
You know, I, I had a woman accuse me, you know, I don't want you in the bathroom with my husband looking at him while he's going to the... Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, I'm pretty sure when you're in the bathroom, you're either A, trying to pee, or B, trying to take a crap fast enough that yeah. no one can smell or notice you. Yeah, and if, if you're if you're tapping at the at the Minnesota airport, then you're probably a politician, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm a married man. I've been married for you know twelve. I don't want to see your husband's junk. You know, it's we're good, we're good. I'm not in there for that reason, which is what kind of for the we just need to pee. That's all I'm in there for. You know, so well, you, you know, you said something. Uh, hi, Michael. It's Alyssa, and um, you know, I really appreciate you coming on today. You said something that I think is really important that we just bring back up and debunk once and for all because when I initially posted the first article about this uh, about your campaign actually which was last week um, I believe or maybe it was actually two weeks ago when Al Jazeera did the piece um, uh, you know a lot of the feedback that I got immediately from the people on the page that I run was very positive they just thought that the campaign was great and that it was really you know it was really great to actually visualize that what this kind of law would do but there was one woman um, who I'll call her a detractor and she claimed to be very liberal although her and I had a huge fight over it and that was her exact point which is that point that you brought up and I think it's something we have to debunk once and for all which is this point of people uh, going into the bathroom to attack other people and her, she said and I'm paraphrasing that not all trans people that you passed essentially but that not all trans people were created equal and that there were some trans people in particular she pointed out trans um, you know people who are born as males who are transitioning to become women that are going into bathrooms and attacking people and sexually assaulting people. And her and I got in a huge fight about it, and I told her that wasn't true. And then she started going off the handle and posting all these crazy articles from, like, right-wing blogs, and I think, like, I don't know, I don't even want to get into where these links were coming from, um, trying to prove this point. And I kept saying, like, this is not happening. You're delusional. I think uh, it's important that we debunk this point. So I'm hoping that you could speak on this for just a second. Absolutely. I've, I've heard the same thing. I'm getting the same arguments. You know, well, I heard such and such happened. And, you know, my Republican senator said that, you know, because you can't, you can't lie on the Internet. You know? So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's not happened. I've challenged everyone who's come at me with that same feel, you know, to bring me an article, show me a statistic, you know, bring me something verifiable you know, some kind of report about a trans person having, you know, donned a wig and a purse to go in a bathroom and, and rape a woman. And it's just not happening. It doesn't happen. It hasn't happened. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, the thing is, they talk about, you know, we're protecting people. Trans women are the most vulnerable. We've had eight, I believe, and correct me if, if you if the number's gone higher and I'm not aware, but I, I believe it's eight trans women, um, primarily trans women of color, murdered since January 1. Um, so if anyone needs protecting, it's trans people. Yeah. <laughs> so. I absolutely agree. And I know Stanley wants to jump in and ask you another question. But even right here in New York City, we're having a huge issue about condoms being used as evidence for prostitution. And they're not going out and targeting like the white sorority girls that live on the Upper East Side and being like, do you have some condoms? You must be prostitutes. They're going right. to places <laughs> where they know that trans people frequent and they're the police. The police department is doing this. People yeah. who are supposed to protect transgender people as well. And they're being targeted by the New York City Police Department, as well as some of the other groups that we've spoke about being targeted for having condoms on them. So, they, it, you know, it's it's really totally to me just goes beyond anything that is appropriate. 
Well, you know, a recent Pew poll showed that only 8% of Americans who responded say they personally know or have known someone who's transgender. So when you look at that, you know, whereas I believe it was 90% of respondents knew someone who was gay, lesbian, or bisexual. So with 8% of the population even having any, you know, FaceTime or one-on-one interaction with a trans person, it's, you know, that's what's so insidious. It's really easy for these conservative lawmakers to get everybody, you know, whipped up into a frenzy um, and terrified at these, you know, mysterious, strange people that they've never met. Well, fear um, cells. So when I go to universities, I just spoke at a high school, and these kids, you know, before I came in, told their teacher, I don't think I want to be there. I'm afraid to be there. You know, can I stay home? You know, and then I talked to them for 45 minutes, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, he's cool. You know, he's normal. So it's just it's fear, and, and the conservatives are using that fear. Where do, these, where do these things come from? Because we're talking about people who say that they're worried about being sexually assaulted or attacked by trans people in the bathrooms, that these people are dangerous and insidious. Where do these rumors, where, where do these talking points come from? Because they, it seems like there's a big playbook that, that bigger oh, yeah, people can just go to. That's a, and standard, that's a standard response. I mean, even just the, the LGBT community as a whole, you always see these lines drawn between pedophilia and, you know, child molestation and, you know, because it's considered deviant by so many people, so many conservatives, you know, this is a deviant lifestyle to them. Um, and they just don't look at the, the person behind that label and that stereotype. Um, so that, that same, you know, thing coming over to this trans issue with the bathrooms is just we're considered deviants and mentally ill. And uh, even though it was removed um, in the DSM, you know, it's not considered a mental illness, um, but they play on that. Yeah, no, and 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 it's and it's it's really it's silly because it's all about fear, and it comes. I like I said earlier, I think it comes a lot from from unknown, from not really understanding the issues, and even even people within the LGBT community sometimes don't understand the difference between gender, sex, and sexual orientation, which are three distinct and different things. In fact, Vox did a piece on it the other day where they used a gingerbread man to explain the yeah. difference between gender, sex, and uh, sexual orientation. But wait, 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 wait. Hold that thought, because I was going to ask Michael to, to educate me when we came back from our break, and we are getting ready to head in like another minute or so. So let's hold that thought. So, Michael, um, just give you a heads up. I am an idiot, as I think most people have figured out at this point, and I have some questions, and you can tell me to shut the heck up at any point with these questions, but I do have one or two questions when we come back from a break. But before we do, I just want you to, like, for people who are not familiar because they don't know someone who's transgender, who's who's who identifies as trans or they don't like they've never dealt with this issue what is the most problematic thing about legislation like this in minnesota and texas and florida um just further you know ostracizing people that are already you know we're a marginalized group um you know as we talked about you know trans people are murdered left and right um i read a statistic recently it's like once every 29 hours a trans person is physically assaulted in this country. Um, so that's what's most problematic. Instead of trying to fix that, where, you know, we've got these conservative lawmakers, you know, like I said, you know, rallying all their troops, you know, in, in fear. And, you know, that fear, unfortunately, many times turns to, to violence. Um, and so that's extremely problematic with these laws. Um, it's, it's getting people talking about trans people, certainly, but it's getting a, a big number of people talking about trans people and how dangerous we are. And, um, you know, and it's, it's just... Uh, if these laws pass, it's, I just see bad things happening. Uh, the the bad things are just going to go up. 
Thank you so much for that. So, Michael, we are going to go on a quick break. When we get back, we will continue this conversation. So, guys, tune in. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. And this is Kanye West playing in the background because he does this all day. Ready? All day, all day. All day, all day. How long you spar? All day, all day. How much time you spent at the mall? WHCR 90.3 FM, New York. All day, all day. How long they keep you in call? All day, all day. And we are back on 90.3 FM. WHCR, the voice of Harlem. I tried to turn that into a song. It did not work. But we are back. And if you just tuned in, it's Stanley and Alyssa. And we are talking about the right to pee because apparently in some states, they want to tell you where you can go pee at. In New York, if you've got to pee, you can go pee. There's been Wherever plenty of times where I've gone to the men's room and there are women in there. And I'm like, hey, go ahead because I've seen that line and I'm not going to fight you. Oh, listen, it. I've gone into the men's room many times. Yes, yeah, so actually, like, some guys got into a fight at Coney Island over at one time where like these, the, the women's bathroom line was really long so these three women came to the men's room to use it and some guy's like hey you can't be here and the guy's like this is a free country they have a right to pee anywhere and then they started debating that was a fight they didn't actually get into a fist <laughs> they debated about just, women's rights well we're getting some comments about this from politically preposterous so just tell you what some people are thinking joyce uh says this is so dumb do these people <laughs> have brothers and sisters did they use separate bathrooms than their siblings growing yes. up yes. and fred Pe- peter said uh essentially some of these people who are who are making these laws, they may be gay, they may be gay, and they may just be afraid that somebody's going to be looking at their pee pee. Seriously, let's talk about that. Why are people so paranoid that they're going to be sexually assaulted by someone? It reminds me of Tom Dubois and um, the Boondocks when he was afraid of going to prison because he thought they were going to rape him. Because, like I said, it's all it goes back, and I think I said it, and Michael said it, but it all goes back to fear, and it's about stirring up the fear in the base. I mean, it's the same sort of reason why they call the president a Kenyan Muslim ape, ape or whatever it is they're calling him yeah. this week. I don't know; it changes every week, <laughs> um, <laughs> and day. say things like tyranny, and you know, it's it's a fear mechanism, and it's a fear of people who are different than us yeah, or yeah. different than them. You know, you're absolutely right, but you know what I've noticed? What? Well, no, it's very obvious and evident. There's been a like. In the last 10 to 15 years, the level of tolerance and acceptance to gay and lesbian people in America has grown significantly. But it hasn't grown in the transgender community, unfortunately. And that's what I want to get to because now mainstream makes it it seem like that, you know, gay gay is not, you know, something you're born with. It's the cool fashion trend. That's what that's mainstream media makes it seem like now. And obviously we know that these people who, you know, they 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 are gay and they identify as gay or lesbian. This is not something that they're doing to be cool. This is this is who they are. This right. is their identity. Right. Well, I mean, and as I pointed out before, and I know you're going to ask Michael, so I'm not going to jump in and not, but there's a difference between gender, sex, and sexuality. Yes, and that's exactly what I wanted to get to. Thank you so much, Lisa, for transitioning to that. So for someone like me who, you know, I've always identified as male, heterosexual, so I guess you would call that gender neutral, gender cis, gender male cis. Yeah. So could, I'm sorry, what was that? Cisgender is the term typically used, yeah, to uh, to describe a non-trans person. So. All right, perfect. So now, what I'd, what I'd like for you to do for us, Michael, if possible, is to educate us on, on some of these terminologies so that we're making sure that while we're trying to support this movement, we're doing it respectfully and not saying stupid things, which I am known to do all the time. So, <laughs> so you know, I guess... We have a lot of listeners based in Harlem, some older listeners who maybe they're not familiar with the trans community and they don't, you know, they don't understand it or they have some negative connotations from it because of what they've heard or seen from other people within that circle. So I guess what I would say to you, if you feel comfortable sharing what, you know, what led to you, what led you to identify and to transition? 
You know, that's um, that's a question. Every time I speak, uh, do a panel or anything, it always comes up. How did you know you were transgender? I was four, you know, right around that time when we're all figuring out, you know, the difference in boys and girls. And, and I've never been able to put my finger on exactly how I knew. But, you know, at the age of four, I just knew. Um, I knew myself to be a boy. I told my mother I was a boy. You know, it was just such an innate part of who I was. Um, and then I was 28 before I actually did anything about it. Um, but, you know, people do get confused, you know, especially a lot of older people who haven't heard of this. There's people who haven't even heard the word transgender. I get asked on a pretty regular basis, like, what does that even mean? And for those who don't know, but someone who's sex at birth differs from who they know themselves to be on the end. So, well, that's, that's, thank you for sharing that story with us, first of all. And that, that kind of gives me, like, some, better, some more background on it. So now, what I always get tied up on is when talking on these issues, I, I'm not sure, like, the proper terminology of what to say and what it means. So sometimes I'll say transgender, but then I found out that from a friend that transgender means someone who has actually transitioned already. Is that correct? No. So that's where people get confused, which is you shouldn't, you know, somebody who's transitioned is, a, is transgender. Yes. And they, but people add the word transgendered, E-D, as oh. if it's in the past tense. And that's incorrect. Oh. Um, but, and then when it comes to terminology, you should refer to somebody as they want to be referred to. As if they want to be referred to in male pronouns, he or him, mm-hmm. then you should. And if somebody wants to be pr- pr- referred to as female pronouns, she or her, then mm-hmm. that's who, how they should be referred to. And if somebody wants to be referred to as a gender neutral pronoun, um, usually that is used as Z, Z-E, um, Z? which is considered to be or, or they or their or plur- plurals um, instead. But you you call somebody what they want to be called. I mean, that's I mean, that's assuming that they come out and they tell you their trans to begin with, because yeah. if you were just walking down the street and maybe you met Michael, you would say, hey, how are you? You know, you would you I presume you would say he. Yeah, um, you would not. I'm you not- would, you would not before. say, what do you want me to call you? Because you wouldn't know. And I think that's part of the, the biggest part or point to the campaign, which I think is ye- so much so I've important about the campaign. I've about that actually before because I saw someone who, in, from, my, from my point of view, I thought it was a, a man. So I'm like, hey, bro. And then she said, I'm not a guy. I'm a woman. Why would you call me? But when I, like, she looked just like she... Like well, see, so that's a, that's a, a really important issue that I think we talk, should talk about, about like the passing, right? Yes. About, right. you know, like who's passing and who's not. And it, it really, people get so caught up in how people look and whether or not they're passing as somebody from the other gender. But really, like, we people shouldn't get caught up in it. That's part of the problem. That's part of what I perceive about the problem mm-hmm. is that people are too caught up in what people outwardly look like and they don't focus on the right thing, which is how people want you to, uh, want you to treat them. Yeah. Um, and like... Like I said, there's a difference between, you know, the sex that you're born with and the gender you identify. And we have to treat people with respect and, you know, identify them the way they want to be self-identified. What do you think, Michael? You know, as a society, we just have such a strong need to be able to put people in neat little boxes. You know, we want to understand exactly who you are and what you are. Um, And if people could just loosen up with that, you know, it doesn't, why does it matter? I just saw a thing on the internet. It was really cool. So what to do? If you're out in public and can't figure out someone's gender, don't worry about this. <laughs> you know, why does it matter? Why can't we just treat people, you know, the way they want to be treated, the way we want to be treated? Um, and with a trans person, if you're not sure how they want to be addressed, ask, you know, just don't ever mind if someone respectfully asks me anything about being trans. Um, you know, so, yeah, if you, if you don't know and, and it's appropriate, if you're having a conversation with someone and you're not sure what pronouns they prefer, just ask. 
Thank you for that. I go. Th- you you'd be surprised at how much anxiety I go through. Not like not trying to offend. And I know it sounds ignorant, but I really and I'm like, can I ask? Is it inappropriate? So I just end up just nodding and smiling a lot and looking weird. So <laughs> I'm glad I can ask these questions, Alyssa. All right, and you know, if you're passing somebody on the street, maybe you don't want to go up to them. You know, I don't know you, but hey, how do you identify? <laughs> yeah, no, that's not cool. <laughs> you, you know, if I'm if you're at a business meeting or we're socializing and you're not a server, you know, hey, can I ask you a question? You know, I just want to make sure you know I've got this right, and and I've not met anybody yet who would have a problem. No, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. And I think that should just be a standard rule no matter what, whether you're dealing with somebody who's trans or not trans. I mean, like, what do you want to be called? These are simple human things that we use every day in our interactions. And, you know, we have to get away from this idea of, like, us versus them or, like, you know, I mean, people are people. I think that's a big thing, you know. And, and like, not but not to get away from the whole we had this discussion when we talked about Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. And I think there definitely should be that distinction drawn because the you know the reason why trans lives matter is because versus the all lives matter kind of hashtag is because we're talking about another group that is historically disenfranchised um criminalized which is even what you're seeing now in these laws um treated with disrespect and it's and and trans lives do matter and they trans people deserve respect and they deserve to as far as i'm concerned go into whichever bathroom they want to go into or that they identify with, All so. lives matter. You're being divisive. Of course, yes. So, <laughs> you know, I, I took the meat for using that hashtag trans lives matter. I won't. That's a whole other comment. Um, but you know, I had quite a few people contact me and say, you know, you're co-opting Black Lives Matter. You're trying to take away from that movement, and absolutely not. You know, they're both completely separate issues, but the same. And that we're talking about, like you said, disenfranchised groups of people being attacked. You know, and neither one takes it from the other. I mean, they're both valid. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a little hurtful. I you know, told I was co-opting about, you know, a huge supporter of Black Lives Matter. So. How is that co-opting where we're, we're fighting, we're, we're standing up for issues that are, that are important? And, yes, trans lives do matter. And I think that a lot of people either, A, don't understand it, B, don't acknowledge it, or C, will not respect it. So we have to be very, like, loud and proud and clear and say trans lives matter black lives matter and it's and it's okay to to say that and like to, to highlight something because people have notoriously not respected or acknowledged it so right and that's just taking away from you know i support the black lives matter movement i passionate it myself but it doesn't speak to what's going on with trans people you know so yeah. they have to look at that as well you know um, i had someone contact me and i won't mention names but i understood them to be a pretty big uh mean in the whole Likewise, the Ferguson issue basically taught me to cease and desist, you know, using the hashtag. Um, and I for a little while, um, you know, I, I some back and say, you know, sorry, I disagree. You know, and I'm not uh, using it. Sorry. So uh, it's upsetting people. Well, we, we, we're having a little trouble hearing you. I'm, I'm, so let's. Um, I think your radio might be on. So turn, please turn it off or turn it turn it down. And once that happens, please tell us about this campaign that you've been the Twitter campaign you've been using the selfie campaign. I think it's pretty cool. I took a picture in the men's room and, and no one looked at me. And then I, I was gonna go in the women's room, but I got scared, so I didn't go. So I took a picture outside the women's room. So tell us about your campaign, what it's meant to do, and the reactions you've gotten so far. So can you hear me better now? Yes, yes. we can. I have a little bit of feedback in my ear, but okay. So when I had been following the Texas and Florida legislation pretty closely, 
Um, and then when I was surprised and disheartened when Minnesota, you know, jumped on the bandwagon and, and came up with the SF-1543. So um, I saw Bray Carnes in Canada who was doing a campaign and couldn't find anybody here in the States doing it. So um, literally on a whim, I said, you know, I just want to show these lawmakers, these conservative voters, what this law will look like, you know, if they get their way. Uh, I don't think in most places people want me walking into their women's restaurant. So um, that was really the main thing behind it, was just let me show people what it's going to look like. Because I don't know what they're picturing in their head, you know, people who don't pass. I don't even like the term pass. But that's what they're imagining. You know, that they'll be able to tell that I'm born female and I can make people uncomfortable. So um, that was, you know, I get that. Oh, I mean, so Alyssa, have you participated in the campaign at all? Well, no. I mean, I obviously I, I identify. I'm I'm gay, as many of you know who listen to the show. But I happy. I don't identify as trans. Um, I have not participated in the campaign. Although, as somebody who is on the butcher side of. Uh, um, the, I guess, lesbian spectrum, I have experienced some discrimination in going into female bathrooms because I identify what? as female. And as you can tell right now from the way I'm dressed, like I'm wearing a men's T-shirt and I'm yeah. wearing men's pants and I'm wearing men's shoes. Um, but I mean, like, uh, you know, I'm not trans, but sometimes I go into a women's bathroom and I get looks as if I'm not supposed to be in the women's bathroom simply because I'm dressed in male clothing. And yet, you know, I would not feel comfortable going into the men's room. I mean, like I said, not that's not to say I haven't been out at a bar and the women's room has had a long line and I've just oh, gone yeah. into the men's room um, for the purposes of convenience. But on a general basis, you know, I wouldn't feel comfortable going into the men's room. And I think that's the same thing that Michael feels. He wouldn't feel comfortable going into the women's room, nor would it be appropriate for him to be there, despite the fact that his birth certificate may say that he was born female. Yeah, right. And I'm glad you bring that up because this won't just affect trans people you know like you just mentioned i mean this would affect i've met plenty of you know women who identify as women they're perfectly happy being women but prefer to you know express themselves in what society would consider a masculine attire have a more masculine look and and it's going to affect them too you know i I don't know where we're going to draw the line when we start looking at who looks like they belong in which bathroom um so it's a bigger problem than just the trans community. And I've had a lot of rich friends reach out to me and say, hey, I have problems going to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, how's this going to affect me? And it will affect me. This is just way too much work for people who want to use the bathrooms. People should be lazy like me and just not care about who's right. using what bathrooms. That, that would make life we just so need much to pee. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that, that's the whole point so, is that people just need to pee. So, so Michael, yeah. we, we want to wrap this up. But before we do, we want people to know how they can get learn more information about you, read your work, and get involved in the campaign to let people pee in freeness. Um, well, you know, obviously, Facebook and Twitter, that's where I spend most of my time uh, when, when you look at social media. Um, and you can just search the hashtag and find me. But, um, you know, if you want me to shout out my Twitter handle, I certainly can. And that would be at underscore Michael one. Um, so Facebook, is, I believe, Facebook.com slash Michael Thank you so much, Michael, for coming on today with us. We really appreciate having you on and having you tell us about this issue it's, and how important it is and about your campaign. And we thank you for all the hard work we're doing. Um, so just, again, uh, if, if anybody's listening and they have any final questions or comments um, before we end this segment, you can give us a call at 212-650-6903. And uh, Stanley? 
Yeah, so thank you so much for that, Alyssa and Michael. Thank you for calling in and sharing your story with us and telling us about this campaign. I don't need to give a closing statement for this. It's very simple. Just let people use the bathroom. Why are you so focused on how people live their lives, especially when it's not affecting you? And by, by passing laws like this, all you do is just remind people that you have a problem with them. It doesn't make any sense. Let's keep it simple. P. And that's it. But anyways, guys, I'm not going to talk your ears off on this because it's just a silly topic overall. But we'll be right back. When we return, it'll be the news roundup. Until then, just enjoy this nice, sweet truffle butter. Hello.